You're listening to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah. Medically Unbiased. Mr. Ron, what's up, brother? Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. All both of you. Both of you fine listeners. I think we're up to five. Well, okay. All five of you fine listeners, thank you for tuning back in to listen to us jabber on about, what, more COVID stuff this time? Are we talking about normal stuff this time? We can talk about whatever you want. Well, it's your show. Let's talk about it. It's our show. It's the show. It's medically unbiased. It has nothing to do with me. This isn't about me. This is about medical stuff. But I do think there's a big elephant in the room, if you will. And that yeah. elephant hey, is... Hey, I'm on keto. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, I, I was speaking about myself, okay? I was being self-deprecating and talking about the elephant that I am in the room. No. No. The thing we need to talk about, I believe that everyone seems to... It's on the tip of everybody's tongue in social media and, and uh, I don't know, around the world is this 6% number. And what I mean by that is the CDC recently released data... Which, ironically, we highlighted on this show three months ago. Nice. The data that they're talking about was highlighted by Medically Unbiased. <laughs> so, anyway, they're saying that of all of the COVID deaths, using the provisional statistics and the numbers from the death certificates, only 6% of those people were listed as COVID, only COVID, death-wise. Right? Yeah, so the physicians listed on their death certificate what they died from or what they could have died from, comorbidities well, and stuff. Yeah, but di- death, the reason for the death, comorbidities, uh, other disease processes that also contribute to death were listed. However, of the 160 or 70,000 that were dead, out of those that had COVID, only 6% of those numbers... It was like had nine thousand, right? Like around nine, six to nine thousand, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, it sounds right. So nine thousand people yeah. had COVID as the only death reason for death. That's the only reason. Yeah. Now, we, I think people are having to learn the general public, and I say the general public, not the medical public, not. And I'm not trying to separate everybody, but there is a distinction between people who spend a lot of time in education in the medical community, whether it be real world knowledge and they've been working in, you know, the last time they were in school was 20 years ago, but they've been in the field working in some regard, whether it's a clinic or a hospital or whatever, they're still getting ongoing education and they see the data differently. But because of the politics of today, people take, whatever and grasp at whatever straw they can to try and pull that 6% to mean that all of the other comorbidities were, you know, not relevant there. So if you have a comorbidity and you died, that's not an important factor. First of all, second of all, the other comorbidities were, some of them were like respiratory arrest. Yeah. ARDS. Yeah. You know, which is acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, pneumonia. Pneumonia. All. Oh, and pulmonary emboli. Mm-hmm. Which we know COVID causes. 
So COVID causes all those, all four of those. Right. And there's others, but you know, those are the, some of the big ones. Now I'm not saying that there wasn't, you know, trauma in any of these deaths. Right. And I, I'd have to go back and pull up all the data to be, I read it today, but I'd have to go back and look to see specifically how many of each category there was. Right. So when you look at the numbers though, there's some that are like died from obviously natural causes, I believe. Yeah. But happened to have COVID, right? Like happened to have COVID post-mortem. You think some of them were after the fact? No, well, maybe, possibly. I know, I know for a fact there was children listed in there that were after the fact because I know I read two of the autopsies that were posted, and those kids died of traumatic injuries. And postmortem analysis said they were positive for COVID. Yeah. So I know that for a fact. And if they're included in that number, then definitely they're part of that yeah. situation. However, I think those numbers are pretty minimal in the grand scheme of things and minimal at like a couple percent. You know what I mean? Do you think people are grasping at, at those, that 6% number to try to justify wearing masks or not wearing masks? I I think they are, but I think yeah. that's a misconception because I think, or miss, what am I trying to say? Not a misconception. That's the wrong term. I think it's uh disingenuous. Yeah. Because I don't think you need to to use that number to support your mask or no mask argument. Yeah. I think that number. So we in the medical field work in a in a convoluted grouping of uh, vagaries. There's no absolutes unless you're unless you're a broken bone person. If you're an osteopath. Mm hmm. Broken bone, need fixed bone. <laughs> you know, yeah. Very specific in their in their uh, diagnosis. A lot of times in the medical community, and we did this in the ICU, medical ICU, patients would come in with varying degrees of respiratory failure prior to COVID. This is all I'm talking prior to COVID, but you were always ruling stuff out. You were never ruling stuff in. And I try to explain this to patients when I say to them, hey, look, when your lights, you know, your light fixture in your house stops working, the light bulb is burned out. That's your most probable, most realistic reason. So you put a new light bulb in there. But what if you put a brand new light bulb in there and it doesn't work? The odds are that you're going to go, well, that was a dud. And you're going to put another light bulb in there because yeah. it's so much the most plausible you'll do it twice. Now, once you change the light bulb with a known working light bulb that you've now proven works at another lamp and you put it in your ceiling fixture and it doesn't work, now you got more problems. However, those problems are not infinite. Those problems are finite. There are only a few other possibilities. Yep. You know, the most remote is that a mouse ate your wiring and, you know, caused a problem and now it doesn't connect. That's the, that's on the list. However, it's a really low probability. Yeah. You want to get the, the heavy hitters out of the way. Right. So in the medical community, we do that. The problem is we tell people, you know, when we're troubleshooting, cause that's what we're doing is we're troubleshooting the problem. We're practicing medicine. It's where people come in. I'm short of breath. Well, there's a lot of reasons for being short of breath. Not all of them have to do with your lung and not all of them have to do with your heart. 
No, that's why you got to ask questions. You're short of breath. Oh, well, I did just got done running a marathon. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I would hope you're short of breath. In fact, uh, why were you running? That's the first question I have. You that's, told me to exercise. That's part of my yeah. my diet plan with exercise. Yeah, you're supposed to come back. That's like 23 miles later. You're done. You're like, I'm nowhere closer to home. That's your own fault. I actually ran here. I was 23 <laughs> point or eight miles away. And Whatever the, yeah. To the I ran the whole way. 27.9. I don't know. Whatever the number is. <laughs> it's too many. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally a quarter It's 25 of a too many. Whatever it is. It's whatever that number is. It's a, it, take away a quarter. It's too many. I can no, do a quarter mile. Add a quarter to it. And it's that much too many for me. I see people Brutal. jogging all the time. I'm like, why? why? I have a car. First off, is it jogging or is, is the is the J silent? Is it jogging? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's jogging for sure. Of course. So, but back to the 6% number. The 6% problem, in my opinion, is that yeah. that's just the only people who were listed that didn't have another obvious comorbidity or the doc was like, super fast and writing down said COVID and then walked away because if you're writing down a lot, if you, if people understood what goes on a death certificate, the doctor is pretty much guessing unless it's blatantly obvious GSW or gunshot wound to the head, right? GSW to the head that you don't list respiratory arrest on there generally, right? Yeah. If the trauma, if the direct trauma was an immediate death, however, if there was a GSW of the head and the patient survived for a week on a ventilator and then pa- di- passed away after you removed the ventilator or, 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 or caught respiratory pneumonia or ventilator pneumonia, yeah, ventilator required pneumonia, yeah. VAP, whatever mm-hmm. they get that, that, that would be added. Yeah. Right. And that's added because that's was contributory to their death or part of the diagnosis at death. Yes. So the 6% number, it's a number, but I don't know that it's only it means the number that was listed without comorbidities. Because a lot of these people didn't show up to the hospital in respiratory arrest on a ventilator, show yeah. up to the hospital and then catch COVID and die. COVID was contributory to many of the comorbidities that are listed you know, it's interesting, though. I, I didn't see the ages. I, I think there was ages listed with the 6%. Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, and I, my, what I've heard is that those ages were quite, quite elderly. Yes, they, they, were all, older. they all were older, which they would have had significant comorbidities. But, I mean, I think that's, you- I think that's an interesting take on it as well. Like, here, there's, let's say it's between 65 and 85. Mm-hmm. And not six percent or nine per six percent of that number, right? They they were completely living a healthy life until COVID came. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean, that seems it's more that's crazy too. So it's kind of like doing a coronary calcium score on a patient, right? So coronary calcium score is where you take do CT and you find out where their you know how much calcium they have and plaque they have in the arteries. The problem with that score is that it's a very good confirmatory negative test. In other words, it's great to rule out coronary artery disease. It's really horrible to rule in coronary artery disease because it doesn't tell me where the plaque's located. That plaque could be outside the vessel. doesn't necessarily mean it's inside the vessel. It just says there's possible plaque there. 
So these elderly patients generally have some level of comorbidity in some regard. And Just not, not know it. Yeah. Your age for this disease is comorbidity. Yeah. Right? So being, el- being older. this disease, yeah. Yeah, this disease specifically. Yeah. Obesity is generally comorbidity. History smoking, yeah. comorbidity. Obesity is a big one, dude. It is. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Obesity is a big one. Come on. <laughs> I wasn't that was, thinking that way. I, I I always am. That's too freaking good. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, obesity's a big one. That's what she said. Literally. Yeah. So the point here is that um, when I'm doing a coronary calcium score, which I don't do often, uh, I don't really like to test. But when I order that test on somebody, if my 75-year-old male pack-a-day smoker comes back with a zero coronary calcium score, holy cow. You know, go buy lotto tickets. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Also, on the flip side, if my... I expect that zero to come back on a 25-year-old. Yeah. I expect it to be zero. However, if that comes back and my 25-year-old, if their coronary calcium score is, you know, 600 or 1,000, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, it's a problem. So a it's really... One. <laughs> Small problem. A small, no, large, huge, huge. It's a huge problem. So anyway, I think that's indicative of the six percent number. So the everyone freaking out about the six percent, or using it to using it to support their position politically or otherwise, I think is miss. What's the word I'm looking for? But it's false news. Yeah, no, no. I mean, was is it false news or fake news? Fake, fake news. news. Yeah, fake news. No, it's mean, not it's, fake. It's just it's just, just misunderstood. I guess I think I think they're misunderstanding the data that's been presented because it's it's there's levels of complexity to it. It's yeah. not just black or white, it's and these like, people want it to be black or white. Yeah, it's like them saying, okay, well. It, it it's only covid that that's the those people literally died of covid yes they literally died of covid yes yes but so did the 160,000 other people or in the world the half million or 800 million or what or 800,000 whatever that number is now currently they've all died of some form of covid covid does more damage outside of just being feverish and body ache and, um, you know, just all around just feeling like the flu. But you, you capture, you get more stuff with it. You know, you, you can develop more things. And those people that have the comorbidities have a likely, have a higher likely to likelihood, likelihood to, you know, die, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to see people die. But no, there's, but there's, there's. But this is how it is, and it's not as you were saying. It's not just black and white. It's not just six percent and everything else that was dying with COVID. You can't just say, "Well, they didn't have COVID because they did." Right. They may have had ARDS. They may have, you know, pneumonia. I mean, we've seen the chest X-rays. And the CAT scans coming from these COVID patients. Right. They're gnarly, dude. They are absolutely gnarly. Oh, yeah. They're huge. It's it's almost kind of like I had a patient the other day. Had gnarly, nasty, you know, fluid in the lungs. 
And I'm all, that's a COVID patient. Yeah. And the ER doc says, well, uh, I don't know. It doesn't really have those symptoms. More CHF-ish. I'm like, yeah, I wonder. That's COVID. So we decided to just run a test. Let's just see, right? Because it changes your, I think it would change your your pathway of treatment, right? A little bit. A little yeah. bit different, maybe medications, antibiotics and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if At it's, least that's the excuse I'm hearing from my physicians. Well, that, but not only that, but if it's purely CHF and I need to like diurese the tar out of them to get the fluid off of them and figure out what's going on, that's one thing. So in this regard, they did a test and sure enough, COVID. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even going to be done until... We discussed it. There that? was there was no argument. It wasn't like we had an argument and said, no, I'm not doing that. No, there wasn't what it was. It was just like, hey, could it be? And then put our heads together. Was and it, yeah, was sure it enough. No fever. Were they asymptomatic? Yes, the, they were. Well, the problem is, is that the symptoms are so similar to CHF exacerbation when you're that sick. Yeah. And morbidly obese and elderly and, and, and. Right. So yeah. you put all those ands together and you come up with the the number or the the diagnosis but there's still you know rule outs yeah and there's still you know all of your secondary diagnosis potentials right so if you haven't whittled down to be super specific you have all these as well it could be this and it also could be this yeah go back to your light bulb analogy <laughs> right so you you start with the most obvious, but the the only reason was for the COVID test was the the X ray was from the X ray. Well, yeah, what the X ray showed, yeah, is what prompted a they physician did. of mine and I to discuss, and then that physician talked. You know, we talked to the ER doc, and uh, sure enough, yeah, COVID positive patient, but wasn't even on the PUI rule out yeah. you know, list initially it's a tricky little disease i'm with the i wish i could figure out like how many people have come through the hospital sick didn't get tested for covid and had it um or you know not sick and then had it too on top of it yeah i mean we're now getting i think nevada so Nevada had the first or the second person that had the re uh, COVID twice. Wasn't it a Nevada person? Maybe, but that's I not the I first person I've heard I, of that. Happening. No, no, yeah, no. I'm not saying he was the first. I'm saying, but they said he was on the news. Yeah, the news prompted. Well, maybe the first person confirmed of maybe COVID first person like. in Nevada to have double COVID. I think it was just first confirmed case. What do you know? What they how that person felt? Obviously, they lived. A second time. Yeah. I I don't know how. I, probably with her hands. That's how I feel stuff. I was thinking like. Uh, oh, you mean how they. Worse? Were they the sick worse or not? The uh, symptoms. Were they worse yeah, off? Fair. Well, I'd like to know. Did they get the first strain? Like A strain and then B strain? I think the person out of China. The Chinamen. Had A strain. That, was a, that was a, a strain. He had A and then he had New York strain. Whatever that one was. Yeah, B strain. Or New York's also strain is from Italy, I think. Which too. is B strain. B strain, yeah. So we had A and B. Well, you can go for the trifecta and get C. I guess. So the thing about it's kind of like hepatitis, right? If you have hep A, you're not immune to hep B. Yeah. Nor are you immune to hep C. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if if we're showing data out there that 
you can get it more than once, then obviously this is never going to go away until they're just like the flu. The flu never goes away. People get it every year. You know, either you get a vaccine, which sometimes helps, sometimes doesn't. It's just a luck of the draw. If they pick the right, you know, viral load for that season. So, you know. But everyone's talking about this vaccine. Well, if there's, if you can get two, if you can get it twice, maybe the second time you get it, it's not so bad. I don't know. We got to, I don't know the answer to that. So it's all hyperbole right now. Yeah. But if you can get it twice, or if you do get it twice, then, you know, maybe you could get it the second time. Even though you got the vaccine, you could still get it. It may just not be as bad. Well, if it's different strains, just like the flu, just like the flu season, right? You, you get, get different one every time. You get, yeah, you get a flu shot, and guess for what? last year's strain, not for this year's. Strain. Yeah, and, and they'll say CDC will say, "Hey, our flu, sh- we missed the flu shot this year. We missed the strain this year." And so, everyone that got it, chances are you're probably going to catch the flu, whatever the case is, right? right. But you right. always hear it after the fact. So the question remains. If it's if if people, we obviously know people can get it more than once. We obviously know that there is no vaccine at this time. They're working on one, and even if they do, are they really going to have like, oh, good, I got my shot, I'm I'm safe? Because you're probably not. Meaning no. you you're gonna you could potentially catch a different strain of the disease, just like you can catch a different strain of the flu. That's true. So I I kind of I like to look at it from the hep B perspective, hep A, B, and C perspective. Maybe they need to have an A version, a B version of the vaccine. Yeah, and a C version. So would you, you know what we should, I, I'm going to ask you if you're going to do the vaccine, if you're going to do it right away. I'm, I'm not. I'm just kidding. You're not going to do that? I'm not. You're doing not it. doing it? No, not right away. Really? Unless they sneak it into the flu shot that's coming up here next month, mm-hmm. which I don't think will be ready. Really? I don't think so. I kind of want to. I kind of want to see what happens. You're curious to see what's going to happen to other people first. Yeah. Not that I'm afraid to not take it. I mean, I've taken. Here's the thing, folks. I've taken the flu shot consistently for a good. Five or six years, and then prior to that, I I never, I never really cared. It wasn't. It was never mandated. And I would say probably, well, maybe ten, maybe ten years, eleven years since two thousand nine, really two thousand ten. Yeah, when they started, you know, with H one N one, they started making um, it being not mandatory for nurses to take it, but people in the medical field, uh, they're asked to take it and if they're not taking it they're supposed to wear a mask throughout the flu season if you don't take the shot you wear the mask um i started taking it because at the time i was having children and i thought to myself well i don't want to bring home something or catch something where i can give it to my kids if it was as simple as a shot in my arm like that's (laughs) my thought behind it that makes sense yeah so when i Prior to doing the shots, I would always catch the flu, like Christmas, like right around December 20th or whatever, every year, like clockwork. Just horrible fever, cough, body aches. 
everything you would get in a COVID. <laughs> and I would all the COVID stuff without the terminology. Yeah. So I would, um, I'd get that. And then when I started doing the flu shots, I didn't get that anymore. I didn't have, if I, if I caught anything, it's for one day, nothing major. Mm -hmm. I would even, you know, all of us would even work because we, you know, it was no big deal. It wasn't bedridden, you know, nausea, vomiting. It wasn't any of that stuff, but you know, it was mild. We'll say it's very, very mild. If I, if I was to catch anything after the shots, it would be extremely mild. Now, I've also heard arguments of people not getting the shots ever and never catching the flu. They've never had the shots and never had the flu. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know people that have never literally had the flu. So do they? Do you think they're going to take a... They don't take the flu shot now? I don't think... And they haven't caught COVID. So I don't think those people... And those are the people... We, don't we want to be testing those people? Like, why aren't we testing the people that have lived like your cousin's family? Yeah, right. Why are we not testing why they didn't catch it? I don't know. Like, there's plenty of... It makes no sense to me because those are the people we should be testing. They're tracing all these people. They're tracing who's staying in the household and if they catch that, you know, if they catch COVID or not. Right. Like, here's a great opportunity to to get some blood drawn or ask to get some blood drawn, have them participate. I'm pretty sure your cousin would participate. Yeah, absolutely. She would be happy to. I'm sure. I'm sure if it helps the greater good, I don't see why we're not doing that. Maybe we'll do it after the election. Maybe after election, everything will calm down and people with calmer heads will now prevail and things that were kind of on the back burner, not being talked about, We'll sound, start being talking about, you know, speaking about things, and then we can just move forward with this shit and figure it out. No, that'd be a good idea. I'm fine with that. I mean, if we could just move forward from all of it, it'd oh be great. God. I'm I'm sick and tired of dealing with all of it, personally. I lost my shit the other day because I was like, I'm done. I'm so done with any... I'm just... I'm sick of not being able to find stuff that I want to buy. You know, well, I'm fixing yeah. up my house and I'm doing work on the house. And so I went to the store and a bunch of the shelves are empty. Like, again, here's but it's not empty from stuff that, that I say the average person because I'm probably an anomaly in the fact that, yes, I will buy all the stereotypical, you know, toilet paper, paper towels, that kind of stuff, bottled water. But I work in a cardiology practice. But then I also am remodeling my house. So I'm buying breakers and plumbing parts yeah you know they're out of 30 amp breakers that's interesting well at every store in town who made them uh square d makes them did square d get converted to to make masks or ventilators you think because i Mm, I know i think they're probably manufactured in china (laughs) like i think well and i think ford like ford and chevy those companies are not receiving their inventory or a lot of the inventory for their vehicles for 2021 because they were shut down to switch over to ventilators. So I'm curious to know if the breaker situation by that company wasn't a part of some bigger thing, or if it is out of China that, you know, the tariffs and stuff were having an effect. Obviously things weren't being, um, you know, um, flown in, Right. Or came in because of the whole, you know, for 
two, three months, the literally the world was shut down. The major part of the world. Like, you know, I'm sure there were some parts of the world that wasn't shut down. And hell, they didn't even know there was a pandemic. Right? <laughs> right. But the reality of it is where we rely on things from other countries, that stuff, that shipment stuff was shut down. So I'm sure now... Three months later, four months later, we're seeing the F, the the effect of the the stock dwindling down, not not the you know the the product dwindling down, and um, now we have to wait three months for it to recoup again, in a sense. Yeah, may, maybe. I mean, it's just weird. The whole thing's weird. So I went to the store to buy breakers, and they were out of yeah. thirty amp double breakers. So my contractor was like. Um. Yeah, I can't get any breakers. I'm like, I'll get you one. Like, I'm all cocky. Like, I'm gonna fix the problem. Unless you add some. Uh, I Thank did. You. I actually did. Um, <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> well, the the other thing, like, but I couldn't get any new one. I had to take them out of an old. <laughs> but they work. They're fine. It's not a not a fire hazard or anything. No. It's but, just he was laughing because he's like, "Oh, did you try and get?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did." Like an idiot. He goes, "I already went to every store in town, and he went to the supply warehouses in town. They didn't have them." Well, the, the, you know, talking about like, you know, things that are driving me crazy. Like, why are we still seeing, like I saw a video, it was a commercial about people wearing masks. So like, Joni wears his mask to protect Johnny. And Johnny wears his mask to protect Martha. And Martha wears his mask. And, I, and all I kept thinking to myself is, does any of these people have symptoms? They probably don't. Right. And they've already said, I think CDC has released something last week that they're not, they're not testing. You're, you're, you we're not testing for asymptomatic people. Right. Okay. So they're already, they're already saying, listen, if you think you have it, but you don't have symptoms, we're not going to test you. We're not going to waste our valuable resources on these people that think they have it, but they literally do not have any symptoms. Right. So if they literally do not have any symptoms, then why are they still wearing a mask? Or if they have no symptoms because they've never caught COVID at this time, why why are they wearing a mask again? Yeah, that it can't be answered scientifically. Like, okay, let's say that people that didn't wear masks um, were healthy. And mm-hmm. then you're walking down the street and you see somebody wearing a mask, you probably stay away from them. Because you would assume that they probably have COVID. So it's social distancing, autom- or automatic social distancing. Is that what we're saying? I mean, it's just, it's just like, really? I yeah. mean, I don't have COVID. You don't? I, I don't. Oh my, I, you looked like you did. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, uh, corn, corn growing out of your head. Yeah, right. Spoke volumes. No. Really. Okay. So since the start of this <laughs> pandemic, never had a fever. Right. Unless it was for the flavor of a Pringle. You know, that deep fried taste, <laughs> that crispy crunch. But <laughs> other than that, really. Great product placement, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, you like that? Okay. <laughs> Not that we're sponsored by Pringles. Today. Because we're on keto. <laughs> right. Unless they come out with keto Pringles, then, then we then got something. Then they'll taste like shit. <laughs> they they taste like the cardboard that they're wrapped, wrapped in. in. Just awesome. eat the box. It's probably more fiber. <laughs> probably. But I've never had a fever. I've never had a cough. I've never felt body aches. I've generally feel pretty healthy. Um, you know, I'm a 
40 something year old man. I mean, uh, of course I'm going to have some body aches, right? I'm getting older, but the reality of it is I don't have any of those symptoms, but here I am like a good little boy wearing that mask because once again, I'm feeling like it's important for me to protect everyone else from something I don't have. It's, it's, it's almost crazy. I'm not doing it to protect anybody. I'm doing it so that I don't get screamed at. Yeah. Or I'm doing it so my kid can still play hockey at the local hockey rink. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, there's quite a few people out there that don't wear it, you know, to each their own. Listen, you don't want to wear a mask. That's fine with me. You don't have to get up into my shit. Right. You don't have to stand one foot in front of me. You want to be six feet away or eight feet away or 10 feet away. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Unless I know you. I was at the store today and there was like, yeah, everyone's freaking out because you have to wear it. The mask when you go into the store. So every single person is like, you have to wear a mask and checking your mask. I'm just making sure you got a mask on. So, of course, everyone who walks through the store has a mask on. Perfect. So I'm walking through the store with my mask on and going to shopping and doing my thing. And there's this gentleman walking down the aisle in his mask. I call it a chin warmer now because his chin is now warm because that's where the mask is being placed. The mask is on his chin. So it's kind of comical, but did I say, man, you're not protecting me because you're not wearing your mask. No, because you're not part of the mob. No, because that would have been ridiculous. We've seen videos of people wearing chin warmers. Yeah. It's awesome. There's one on Twitter. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> of a girl yelling at me, chin warmer, chin warmer, yelling at me. Well, let's do this. Let's go to commercial real quick so we can get a drink. Of uh, bourbon, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not bourbon. At least not expensive. Um, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Peter, we have got to prove Lois is innocent. That's right. And the best way to crack any high-profile crime case is to do a podcast before you have all the facts. Okay. And the key to any podcast is poor sound quality and tons of commercials. All right, we've got Lois calling in from prison. She's only got three minutes. Thanks for looking at my case, guys. You bet, Lois. My first question is, do you get a good night's sleep? No, because I'm in prison and my cellmate is bipolar. Well, if you get a Casper mattress now, you have a 100 days to decide if it's the right mattress for you. Peter, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for underwear that bunches up. That's why I wear me undies. Perfect underwear for hanging yourself in your jail cell. Can we talk about the case? I have 30 seconds before they haul me off to the freaking cafeteria. Sounds like you could use Blue Apron. Have you ever wanted to receive a vegetable in the mail? Then you need Blue Apron. I'm, like, obsessed with the stir-fry. Brian here likes the Moroccan beef. I I have no opinion on the Moroccan beef, Peter. Brian, this is not art. This is commerce. Peter, before I go, I need a new lawyer. This one made a sexual pass at me. Oh, boy, everyone knows hiring is a nightmare. At least it was before ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, we vastly overestimate how many podcast listeners are in a position to hire someone. Wow. We're back to Medically Unbiased. That was amazing. That wasn't bad, right? Wow. Got a little spot ship rolling. Got some things happening. You know, you never know. You never know. You never know. It's 2020, people. It's crazy. A lot of things are happening. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, thinking outside the box, trying to trying to get us some stuff. I like it. Let people know what's out there. 
So our next segment, what are we going to talk about, bud? Because we planned today out really well. I mean, we're always on the fly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about this show. I mean, you know, I sit down and I go, what do I want to talk about? And I say to myself, you know, it, I can look for this or that, you know, COVID's easy, right? That's, mm. that's an easy thing. COVID's kind of cheating. And I'm actually. like, all right, what, what's happening in the cardiology department? And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> boring. <laughs> well, for me, I mean, you might have some fascinating stuff. Well, there's kind of some fun studies out there that they're saying that uh, keto <laughs> might, oh, no. might be beneficial now for a lot oh, of Oh, beneficial? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hey, let's talk keto. So I am uh, on, oh man, what week? I'm on many weeks of keto. Oh, you're on seven, eight? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let me look at my little note, my little spreadsheet here. My sweet little spreadsheet. Here we go. So I started July 6th. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, literally two months. Two months. Two months of keto. And I started off at uh, 216.7. I'm now 209.8. And it fluctuates. I mean, it's up and down a little bit, like pound here, pound there. Now, keep in mind, folks, I'm not working out. Yeah, you're not. I didn't. I literally didn't run the marathon. (laughs) And I'm still short of breath. (laughs) You're short of breath opening your drink. I'm like, ooh, that was a workout. My finger got a workout today. Wow. Well, so the Journal of American Cardi- College of Cardiology has highlighted the fact that saturated fats um, are also are actually healthy, which is a huge. I mean, this is a big journal because yeah. for years the you know College of Cardiology, American College of Cardiology, has went around and said fats are bad. You got to cut fats. Now we've highlighted on the show that all of that comes from horrible science. Yeah. But they posted in uh, the journal, it's volume 76, issue 7, August 2020. It says that uh, a group of people got together and the recommendations to limit dietary saturated fat intake has persisted despite mounting evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big leap. Yeah. And I personally, I think it's great that they're going this direction. They're finally, they're not admitting or saying that they were wrong. They're just saying that, you know, this, the science has changed. Their knowledge has changed. And, and the they're wrong. They've been wrong, but whatever. They're not wrong on everything. I mean, if they're wrong on this one thing and they fix it and we move forward, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Well, it's not that. Okay. Let, let's. It's not that they're wrong. They're just the information that was collected to support said dietary needs. Guidelines. Guidelines was manipulated. Well, we know that now. Yes, I know, but I'm just saying. So Sometimes it takes a long time to fix stuff. To right? their to their credit, you know, it was manipulated, and you know, you sometimes I don't think you're looking at the bigger picture. It's like, oh, well, he he's a notable person. Right. He's probably telling the truth, and you know, whatever. Yeah, and I'm talking about back in the 20s and 30s when they were developing the whole dietary guideline stuff. Well, those are the 50s and 60s, but yeah, yeah 50s, 60s, 60s, 70s, yeah. So. Just in general, I mean, for the for that stuff to happen, I mean, you know, you can't pick and you know, you can't pick and choose what you know what um, 
you know, if it's America versus Japan versus France, what are you, you know, out of the 21 countries or whatever he utilized, um, 21 oh, countries? No, it's a seven country seven study. Countries. It was a seven country you study. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I know where you're going. Help me out here. So it was a seven country study, but he actually saw, I think, 23 countries. Yeah. And then he cherry picked seven to fulfill, to fulfill or fit his One narrative. of them being America. Yeah. But, but he didn't do Japan. You know, they eat plenty of fat. France eats plenty of fat. Everything's yeah. fatty in France. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, so the... The Journal of American College of Cardiology is coming out and saying that lowering your consumption of saturated fat has been a central theme since the 70s, and since the 80s is recommended that saturated fat intake be limited to less than 10% of total calories. Hmm. However, they're saying that despite mounting evidence to, or excuse me, despite the fact that you used to say that SFA or saturated fats intake persisted there's many evidence to the contrary and that of all of the meta-analysis that they've done on all the randomized trials and observational studies they found no beneficial effects that reducing saturated fats prevented cardiovascular disease so they found that having saturated fats in their diet did little to reduce Mm-mm. They're saying that no, no, the risk cutting, like the risk is more or no, the risk is the same. Meaning you can have it and they didn't see beneficial. They're saying that they that reducing it didn't change. Reducing saturated fat intake did not successfully benefit the patient in reducing cardiovascular there we go. disease. That's layman's terms I was looking for. <laughs> Good job. Six which, percentage. Which what you know. That's huge to me. It's I think it's ginormous, but it's even more in it's more of a thing because of who's saying it, not what's just be yeah. not just what's being said, but the people saying it. These are the gatekeepers to the dietary guidelines, not the only ones. There are more. Yeah. But they're a big group. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, because so, the reality of it is is having decreased saturated fats actually probably has done us more harm than good, I would think. Well, get rid of fat. Ask any chef. You get rid of the fats in foods, and it tastes like crap. That's true. So what do you have to do? Pump up the sugar to make oh, it palatable. Yeah. yeah, it's no good. And when you pump up the carbs, what happens? We all get non-alcoholic fat. fatty liver disease. We get fat, yeah. metabolic disease, syndrome X, and we die early. Not because we ate poorly or not ate a lot of fat, but because our food was covered in carbs mm. to carbs. make it taste good. Low fat foods have a ton of carbs. So if you eat, if you see low fat, chances are it's got a lot of carbs in it. Yeah, that's why being on this diet, I one of the reasons why I like being on this diet is that I, I don't really crave the carbs. I don't, I just, I don't have the desire like I used to have. Really? That you know, to, you know, yeah. But I, well, but once again, I'm not a sugar guy. I that's agree. good. That's a good I'm thing. Not a guy that's like most oh, people are. I gotta have my ice cream and I gotta have whatever else that you know, my right. cereal with the sugar on top. Right. So when so Wednesday I start. I'm doing keto. But are you? 
The last five days has been... It's been rough, folks. Horrible for me. It's been rough. <laughs> the struggle uh, is real for, for Tyler. Yeah, it hasn't been good. It's I'm a carboholic. I'm, my, I'm as bad as my patients, okay? I'm not going to sit here and lie to the American public and say that it's easy. This is simple. Just don't eat this. Now, okay, it probably would be easier, honestly, if I had... If you said to me, look, if you continue to eat this food, you're going to die. I'm not on that level yet. I'm <laughs> obese, and but I'm not on any meds to control blood pressure. I'm not on any meds to control cholesterol. No. I'm not on meds to control anything, right? But if I was sitting in a doctor's office and the doctor said, look, if you eat another strawberry or anything with carbs, you eat something, you eat a potato, you eat a french fry, you eat a bagel, you'll be dead in an hour. <laughs> I'd be like, hmm, you would like a whole bagel? <laughs> like, can I just have half? So so what you're saying is if I eat half a bagel today and half a bagel Friday, I could live till Saturday morning. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, that's... I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all, I'm all oh, in. I, I'm just pushing in. So I'm uh, here's the thing. Is it do you struggle because you know now you have children? Yeah. And you have a wife and I'm sure she cooks. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, maybe that's the problem. I mean, seriously, like that's she does like she does her level best. I mean, yeah, but I say children, like they like my kids have my kids do not eat they eat a carb diet. Like they they eat what kids eat. They have cereal, they have Pop tarts and goldfish. Yeah, and like shit. like pancakes and sorry guys, that was loud. <laughs> pancakes and waffles and whatever else I can mustard up, you know, whatever yeah. else I can get them to eat. To be honest with you, muffins. So is that stuff around? Like, is, is that is that what hurts you because you see it in your own kitchen? Yeah, I mean that doesn't help for sure. Or is it the is it the lifestyle of working? And you're constantly there's you know have to so eat there's no, outside. There's a million excuses for why not. Let's just put it that way. Everyone has an excuse for why they can't do something. There's a, there's I'm a, not, on, but I'm but I'm just being real here. There's a million I could list and explain away a tons of reasons why I didn't do but this. There's got to be like a core. And I know the why answer. You strung, why you struggle. I know the I know the answer. I know what I should be doing. I know like better you, than while, most. Wait, wait. So while you're eating the food, you're like, I really shouldn't be I eating sh- this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you don't put it down. But it's kind of like someone who's addicted to a drug. Have you ever got up in the middle of the night, put on pants, drove to the store and bought ice cream? No. Okay, I have. That's fucking. That's an addiction, no. dude. I, yeah, I'm that's not. not that's not rational, and I didn't do it this week, but hot? I've done it before. Were you like super hot, where you needed to cool down, kind of feeling like I've a- I've done that for that reason a few times. Yes, wow. um, because I was working out in the yard, working on the house, doing something. It's 115 degrees here. Yeah, your you body know? craves maybe you crave milk. Drink some more milk. I drink a lot of like I, heavy whipping cream. Heavy whipping cream. I drink a lot of heavy whipping cream in my coffee. I have a big coffee every morning with a ton of heavy whipping cream in it. So the reality of it is, it's an addiction. You, you're addicted. purely addicted. It's, it's an hard addiction. To break it. Yes. Yeah. I quit smoking way easier. Twenty five years ago, I quit smoking. I was a pack a day smoker, and I just quit one day. I only smoked for 
three years. Okay. Good for you. But a pack a day. Thanks. But uh, that was easy. But the carb thing's not. Yeah. It's, I think it's in carb thing's not. And the problem is, is that I turn into, it's an, it's almost an eating disorder for me. I turn, mm. I, it's not, it's not that I want, that I crave the carbs, but once I start the carbs, if I, if I'm off carbs for six months, I'm off carbs for six months, I'm not eating them, right? Don't do it. But one, one, one Oreo, one, Oreo. one Twizzler, yeah. one. So I drove home from camping. Was we came home and it was, I was freaking tired. I didn't want to wreck. Was my excuse. So instead of getting a bunch of beef jerky and a bunch of beef sticks and or, some or seeds and or sunflower seeds and shit, I got Twizzlers. Right. My wife would like you. <laughs> she loves that. Stuff. Right. So that's what I ate on the way home was Twizzlers. Yeah. And then when I got home, I was, yeah, I kept me awake. It's fine. I got home. We're safe. Whatever. So now I'm like, well, there's still some cereal in the, you know, some adult cereal that my kids will eat. Because you convinced yourself since you've got off your diet that you can just stay off your diet. For right. And then, and then I'll go through this. I went through this week of binging, if you will, almost like binging and purging, but I'm not puking and I'm not bulimic or whatever, but I'm saying I ate horribly. And this is like the weirdest omission in the world, but I am, I swear to God, I'm as bad as my patients. And I tell my patients this when I'm talking to them, I say, look at me. I am not the spitting image of health, physically fit. I, I'm not on drugs. I'm not on meds. I can show you the results of my labs. I can show you how it drops your triglycerides. And within a month or two, if you're not eating carbs, I can show you all the data. Yeah. And I can show you where the systems lied to us for years. I know better than most doctors what I should be eating. Yeah. It's not an easy, it's not an easy ask. Mm. And it's really convenient to just have a food. And then, so someone said to me, well, you know, like a banana's handheld food. You just get, well, that's got a ton of carbs in it. Yeah. I'm not eating a banana. Well, then they're like, well, but apple, well, it's got fucking 20 grams of carbs in it. Okay. So blueberries, maybe. Yeah. Blueberries, but they got carbs. You eat a cup of blueberries. You got 16 grams of carbs. Yeah. But you don't have 32. You gotta be below Fair. thirty-two. Fair. So I'm trying to be below twenty a day. Sure, but you can have some. I can have some if you want. Right, but what okay. I'm saying is that if I want a food, if I want to, if I truly like, my mom cooked. I used to think she cooked. Let's put it this way: I used to think my mother was a cook, or like a chef. No, I would never called her a chef. She never wore anything white. Um, <laughs> so she. But she but made dinner she, every but day. But she made dinner for us all the time. However, she wasn't cooking. She was assembling packaged foods mm. in different ways. So she was taking ragu pasta sauce and putting it on pasta. She was not assembling the raw materials to create a pasta and then using meat and crushing tomatoes and simmering it over a pot for hours on end to create a pasta sauce with spices that she harvested from her frickin' garden. She was assembling food like most people who think they're cooking do. Yeah, it's not, even I mean, today. Even, yeah. Especially today. Yeah. People are busy. And then to buy food that's... Processed. Processed, because you're like, oh, I'm eating better, right? 
KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken has a commercial. 20 bucks. Feed the whole family. We'll deliver to you, you know. You get 65 wings of chicken and 5,000 breadsticks and whatever rolls and a bunch of coleslaw. Yeah. And you're like, shit, I don't have to cook? And it's only 20 bucks? <laughs> That's a I'm deal. down. Yeah. It's chicken. Chicken's good for you, right? Yeah, right. Oh, but it was fried in a crappy oil and like, whatever. But the point is, is that breaded. that's breaded. But the point is that people do it because yeah. it's convenient. It's easy. Yeah. Pizza. Pizza's got pepperoni. That's a meat product. A cheese. Cheese. That's oh, dairy. It's dairy. I would say that's my crutch is pizza. Well, Man. but I don't, you know, first off, I have to order it and I don't, I mean, the kids order pizza or, or they'll buy frozen pizza. Okay. And. I've got, but there again, you know, you said, Hey, I, I didn't, um, I stopped smoking after three years. Well, put into perspective, what if you were been smoking for 35 years? Yeah, no, I get it. Are you, are you going to quit cold Turkey? I don't know. You've been eating all your life this way. Yeah, no, I, I have because I had, I've always had horrible teeth and I thought it was that I had bad genetics and just bad teeth. No. It's that I ate, like, rotting candies, foods all the time as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't do my kids a, a, serve, a good solid because they eat just like your kids eat. My kids eat yeah. crap foods. But then you, you question yourself, do you fight the kid all day long? Yeah, right. And it's not me fighting. So it's my wife fighting because I'm at work. So, yeah, the struggle for her. Right. So, so she fights with, she could fight with him for a while. Yeah. And I will either come home to a wife that I don't want to come home to. Yeah. Kids that are unhappy or I'll come home and everyone's just dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fight got out of hand and I wasn't here to stop well, it. I think, I think that not be- literally, yeah, but figuratively. But that, be- that beanbag lost its battle. That's for sure. <laughs> if you guys hear a humming in the background of this studio, that's because there was a beanbag chair that the dog took a hold of, and there are literally beanbag beads on every inch of my oh my god house, every inch except for my office. Everywhere in the entire house, there's a bean, those little teeny styrofoam beads all over the house, everywhere. Anyway. I digress. But the point here is, yeah. is that my food intake for the last five, six days has been abysmal. It's been the worst I've ever had. Really? What? Like what? Name one food product that is so bad that you ate. Uh, Snickers ice cream bar. <sighs> so your problem is ice cream. I ate two of those. Huh. And then I had two Twix ice cream bars. <laughs> In one sitting. No, well, didn't. I didn't want them to melt. No, put them in your freezer. I didn't have a freezer. It was out of the doctor's lounge. I'm a dick. Oh, see, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That really is the problem. Here, It's access. Number one, it's access to the food you really need to eat. Number two, it's it's preparing and prepping. And that seems to be... That my, takes time. That's that takes my, time. I get it, but that's my struggle. That's where I'm at. Like, okay. like today, uh, my wife says, hey, Iran, um what are we going to make for dinner? I'm like, Psh, I don't know. I mean, I know what I can make me. Right. Right. And then I'm like, oh, cause dinner, you know, I want it to be a family experience. We're all sitting down at the table, whatever. That'd be nice. So, yeah, it would be. So we, 
uh, we got done with hockey and my very son Norman goes, Rockwell of you, by the way. Right. <laughs> got home with hockey and we said, my son goes, Hey, can I, can we get in and out burger? And I'm like, really? In and out? Well, that's what hamburger is all about. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, text, I text Julie or call her and say, Hey, uh, Brandon, you know, Brandon wants in and out, whatever. She's like, yeah, get me one, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So, but I know for me, for me, I can get a double double. I can get the sautéed onions on it. I'm gonna get you know the one slice of tomato. I'm gonna right. get you know and you get a lettuce wrap, wrap. A lettuce wrap, yeah. So I got you know I got two of those. There you go. You know, so that was okay. That was a quick fix. But is it the healthiest? No, not at all. No, it's still it's probably the best burger. Health wise, I would think out of all the fast food places, I would think. Uh, I, I think a, I think a burger in general, any from anywhere without the bun, is probably okay. Yeah, but I would think McDonald's meat is probably not. But so, don't they have like a sirloin option? Or something? I literally just saw somebody pull out a McDonald's bag with the fries and bun and and uh, hamburger from what was it like twenty five years that she's <laughs> had in her like box she's yeah. like here and pulled it you know the bag was all gross looking <laughs> there's literally stories like that yeah. yeah literally i saw it pulled out the hamburger the bun looks like it was it just came off the the wow the bakery and the meat was perfectly fine the fries were a little bit dry <laughs> but they were they looked like they were just cooked okay well i'm going to tell you a horrible story that I don't, i've never told anybody i'm literally going to open up this story to the world i can't believe i'm going to tell this story so, when I met my wife, they used to play dominoes a lot. Her and her family used to play dominoes. Yeah. And they lost one of the trains. When you play dominoes, oh, there's a, oh, there's a no. train. They lost it. And so, there was a red sugar a dot, like a sugar gumdrop. Yeah, like a red dot. Like, right, it's a red dot, but it was covered in sugar. You know, so it's a, it's a sugar. Like a gummy it's gummy but on the inside, but it's sugar granules on the outside, yeah, right? Yeah. I ate that. No. Yeah. No. I, this was 10 years ago. I ate that. She's like, holy shit. I'm like, what? She goes, that's probably been in there 20 years. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. I totally it's consumed It's probably it. still in you. That's probably why I'm addicted to sugar. That's the whole reason. That's the problem. So, you, so basically, you <laughs> saw something that's been laying on the ground for 20 years. Everyone's touched it. That's why I don't have COVID, probably. It's, it's granulated, and you're it's, like, you know what? This is a protection. Absolutely. Did you know Sugar. it was old, though, or did you think it was new? No, I knew. I No, no, no. I knew it was old. Did it taste old? The first couple of bites, it was a little crusty, but it softened up after a few minutes. But the irony was I ate it knowing it was old, and I did it to kind of get the cringe factor from her dad, which worked out really well. Oh, I'm sure it did. That's yeah. what got you into the door. Yeah. He's like, I like you, You're son. Like, yep, you can marry my daughter. <laughs> you it's eat official. anything. <laughs> you, if you can choke that down, you could probably deal with her. It's <laughs> <laughs> a classic. Well, this woman with her hamburger meat and stuff did not eat it. <laughs> it was just something she's kept. I don't know. It was like a souvenir. Oh, challenge accepted, people. <laughs> I'm saying she needs to consume it. Now, I have consumed the oldest thing that I've ever consumed. I did try the gum from a baseball card. <laughs> oh, that's got to be hard. From it was a little, little stale. Oh, shit. That's awesome. 
Yeah, because I, I have a, quite a bit of 90s, like, sealed wax packs with... Mm-hmm. Tops and Don Russ and everything yeah. else. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Now, it was a little funk. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't pink. I mean, it was pinkish. As soon as I... <laughs> As soon as I put it in my mouth, it disintegrated. <laughs> it literally was like eating dust. Just powder. I was like, <laughs> like, oh, it's so gross. Not taste-wise, just the texture. It was, yeah. The texture was really jacked up. But that tells you, so here's the funny thing about all of this, is that sugar's a preservative. <laughs> it preserves so well. That's it, what, so well, what, it does. Think about it. At. That's why I It think. lasts 20 some years on a shelf, dude. Come on. Yeah. That's not that's well, not natural. Well, that's why I kept saying I go, I guess if there was like a hamburger to eat, I think In-N-Out might not be as uh with a bunch of preservatives and stuff. I think it's, you know. And sense. I think Wendy's would be close a second close second maybe yeah i mean people can argue that if you you know what if you want to email us about arguing what yeah. your number one info at medically unbiased.com info at medically unbiased.com and you tell us where the best hamburger would be in the country in your opinion in your humble opinion we'd love or to hear your it. scientifically well knowledge opinion i don't care i mean maybe you know an insider that i you know bought a product mm-hmm I that that's just how I feel. I mean, I can see your struggle though. I can I I totally can empathize on how you feel. I may not have I I don't feel like I have an addictive personality for me personally. Yeah. But I can there are times that I I can struggle with this diet if I hadn't bought food that I can readily just grab and eat and snack or whatever. Makes sense. Like I'm sitting there um yesterday and I was like, "Man, I need Oh, there, there's one thing of cheese, one thing of strip of cheese that I'm like, oh, I can eat that. That's yeah. cool. Or I grab some macadamia nuts or something. I need something to yeah. throw. To it's eat. like almonds are some of my go-to. Mm. You know, almonds are good. String, not string cheese, but like the square pepper jack or square yeah. uh, the, whatever they are. Colby. Sargento's kind of like Colby Jack. Colby jack. Yeah. Cheese is good. So I do those as well. But what I've just purchased... And I'll tell you about them next week because they're coming tomorrow. I'm pretty oh. excited. The keto brick. Oh, yeah. I think you said you had a, a friend that. Yeah, that one of my one of my docs is doing it for 30 days. So 30, you're gonna do it? So I'm gonna days? do it. Not the 30 days yet because I don't know what flavor I want to eat or what flavor. So I bought their variety pack. Now you can go to ketobrick.com, people, and check out their stuff. They got. It's a husband and wife team that have created this company, and it's a one brick. It literally looks like a brick. And do you like gnaw it like all day? Yeah, because I don't think you can eat it in one meal because it's pretty dense. Yeah, and it's a lot of uh, a lot of fat, a lot of you know. There's no hardly any carbs in it. It's all keto, right? So, is it pricey? Not when you buy in bulk, right? So if you buy each brick, it's $12. One brick is well, $12. If, that, if that's supposed to last you the whole day, that's not bad. No. I mean, you figure, I just bought in and out. So I bought three hamburgers and two double-doubles, three fries with three drinks. It was $29. <laughs> well, so if everybody had it, then it wouldn't be a problem, right? Like we we ordered last night, we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings, B Dubs, B Dubs. Mm-hmm. So that was another. My wife is because my wife has started keto. By the way, 
Oh, really? Yeah, she started it. But what, she, did she start it because of you, or did she yeah, start it on her own? I think like, she liked my coffee. She <laughs> loves that bullet. I love bullet coffee. Man. So you're and you're using that. You're putting that in a uh, the Ninja Blender thing. Yeah, a Ninja Bullet. Yeah. But but you know she started because she said you know I, I, she wants to lose some weight too and she okay. she likes to fast and all that too so she she's incorporating some fasting she still does some isogenics and stuff that's okay. a, a company that supplies packets of but not as much as she used to because she was right. really trying to to wind down get more on the meat side but uh, she was like oh yeah she wants more protein than yeah. fat yeah well more, she, she more wants, Atkins yeah well I think she wants I think she wants fat in there we're just trying to figure that out right okay. Um, how to incorporate more fat than protein? That that's that struggle is it, it, that's tough to figure the the macros out. But there's uh, a, there's an app that I've used in the past that you know works good. But I know. But then you got to take time, plug it all in, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, Who has right. time for that shit? <laughs> so so anyways, she got B dubs and she got the um you know the the party wings and with a little bit of hot sauce with it. It was it was decent, not as good as the ones I make. But right, it was, it was decent. It was, it was nice because I told her she's she asked me she's like, well, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I pick pick something. I don't care. Right, because personally, if she didn't pick that, and let's say she picked something for the kids to eat that really didn't fit well with my diet, right, then I would have just made something from the fridge, whatever. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, I this is something I can eat. It's not fried. I mean, maybe it's fried in oil, but it's not uh, textured or coated or anything like that. Right. And then it's got its sauce on there. I'm pretty sure it's probably pretty good with keto. At least, you know, it went down smoothly. It was good. Well, I can tell you this. With the keto brick, I mean, it's all processed, obviously, because it's literally a brick of... However, it's not a whole lot different than tube feeding, but it's just solid form. (laughs) Oh, Nice. But tube feeding's full of carbs. Anyway, um, true. It is. It's full of carbs. It's got a lot of sugar in it. A lot of sugar in tube feed. That's why it gets stuck in the fucking NG tube. <laughs> and then what an old nurses, educated, overly educated or experienced, excuse me, old, I'm sorry, no offense to you old nurses out there, but what does experienced nurses put in there? Coca-Cola to eat it out. To, if you pour Coca-Cola in there, it'll eat through the tube feed. Oh, I... I'm not that experienced. You are old, though. So anyway, that's a story. A whole other story. For I mean, that's podcast. a good. I mean, that's one of those you know, nursing IQ things. You know, you've been doing it long enough. You've worked. Yeah, did the work around. But they'll do like coffee. They'll do Coca Cola, right? They'll do all this stuff to try and open up the tube feed before you call the doctor and say, "Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> peg tube is clogged." Yeah. Because you don't want to have them to have to no. certainly pick tube. NG tube, you're like, yeah, I'll slap my other NG tube in there. Let me go. Bag tube, whole other story. Oh, yeah. But this keto brick, so initially, if you buy just one brick, I think you're paying, because you're paying more for the shipping, obviously. Yeah. So if you buy one brick, it's 12 bucks. But if you buy their six pack, which is a variety for all their flavors, all but one, they have seven flavors. So the six pack comes with all but one. It's seven fifty a brick. It's 45 bucks for the six. If you buy a month's worth, forty-five bucks—that's not bad. No, if I if you buy a month, it's cheaper. That's cheaper than a week's a week worth of food, right? If you buy a month variety pack, it's one hundred and eighty dollars. That's cheap. I'm gonna have to get a month. (laughs) 
Well, I have to try one. I think I'm just going to order one. I'm going to try one. I'm going to do it. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Thanks, you, thanks for hitting me up with that. You're welcome. I you just ordered it. It's good to be here tomorrow. It's good to be here tomorrow. We're going to try it out. I'm, I, I need I'm to try on keto. It. You know that. I've been on it. And then I last week, I've ruined my diet. So this is my... I'm going to do you my... You should have oh. called me, dude. I can be that guy for you. <laughs> like, dude, put down, put down the fucking spoon. Well, put so it down. here's my problem. Drop the spoon. <laughs> if I'm wearing a mask to protect ding, you, ding, I will ding. knock the spoon out of your hand, too. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because I know what I need to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to And do. I can't do it. I can't do the right thing. Well, you can. You can do the right thing. You've done the right thing. Dude, when I met my wife, I was much lighter than Yeah, but you were also <laughs> dancing all the time. Yeah, but the, that's the juxtaposition. Okay, that's well, the argument. So let me the, ask you this. The dancing argument how is much, bullshit. Besides your push-ups that you say you do. Right. How much exercise besides that? Well, if you... Okay, so does working on my house count as exercise? Because I ran a jackhammer all weekend. I don't know if that's what muscles. I mean, it's bouncing up and down. I mean, yeah, but I'm digging. I'm digging in the dirt and I'm pulling up supply. I'm doing like I'm doing work. I still think you're well. Maybe you're. So I'm doing natural work. So I'm doing. So I'm doing the. So instead of going to the gym and doing overhead rows or I'm, you know, bent over rows, I'm picking up cinder blocks and moving them around the front yard, or I'm picking up you know brick and moving it, or I'm. Using a shovel to shovel dirt and do landscaping, or I'm. But obviously, you're cons- you're consuming more calories than you are burning. Obviously, if you were, but I'm not. I'm stagnant. You're I'm not just if the you, same. If you were working a negative deficit of calories, you would literally lose weight. Not if you're eating shit food. Absolutely. I don't think take, so. Take Ocho Cinco. Take Ocho Cinco. You don't know who he is. Okay. I do. Oh. That's, Number 85. That's what I figured, because that's the Spanish term for bus. No, first, first <laughs> off, he used to be... Is this ESPN the Ocho? I'm <laughs> like in dodgeball? dodgeball? Yeah. No. Ocho oh. Cinco, number 85, Ocho Cinco, right? So 85, he used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Chad Johnson is okay. his name. Mm-hmm. That guy, seriously, would eat McDonald's every day. Mm. Every day. Trump does, too, I heard. Yeah, he's also fat. Okay. So every day, Ocho Cinco eats McDonald's. But the amount of workouts that this guy does in order to prepare. Now, we're talking 20 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever, when he was in the game. Okay. Football. Okay. He was a wide receiver. Okay. That's, where so, the, that's one of the, the one on the ice, right? That's where you put, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the reality of it is, yeah, the, that's a <laughs> wide receiver for hockey. Yeah. So the reality of it is, is that he would, he, he would, he's been on the news or not news, but they were interviewing him. He's like, yeah, I eat McDonald's every day. These fries, these quarter pounders, I, I suck it all down. And I, I can never gain weight. He's a skinny guy anyways, but he never gained the weight because the amount of workouts, the OTAs, everything that he was doing for football burned whatever he ate. And he yeah, ate, it makes sense. He made he ate everything. He right. ate everything. Just like you see these line these linebackers and linemen that are three hundred and fifty pounds in the NFL, as soon as they stop, they're not eating all that crap. They're not eating all the carbs. They're not carb loading. They're not increasing their you know their weight generally doesn't go up. It actually they lose weight and they come back down to reality of where they should be. They may still be heavy set, 
Okay. But they're not as heavy as they once were. Obviously, you know, the NHL, I mean, NHL, NFL takes a toll on those players. And I am yeah, not an NFL beats them player. Up really bad, yeah. But you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. So I still think and still believe if I watched what, now I currently do not do this, but I have done it in the past. I did calorie count. I, I did a negative deficit. So I would eat 2,000 in. I would burn 2,500 out. Okay. Every day. Okay. That was my goal. I needed to make 25. So if I had to get up and walk to catch up on the, the calories burned. Yeah. Um, it, what that gave me is, is uh, 2,500 negative deficit, which is roughly about two pounds. Okay. So here's my question. 2,500 calories is roughly about two pounds of weight. Okay. Loss. And I lost it. Yeah. But did you maintain it? I maintained no. it for just like anything. You maintain it for as long as you want. But I didn't stay on that. I didn't. But but if I put effort in and said, and I'm sure I could do it now, right? If I said, okay, I'm going to watch what I eat keto wise as far as calories in. No, no, don't watch. Here's my here's my question. Let me get to the question because it's important. Get to the question. If you didn't pay attention to calories, even eating keto, and you ate, let's say, six thousand calories a day. Because you increased your fat content yeah. significantly, and fat has a ton more calories. So you ate a bunch, and you ate a lot of calories in fat. Mm-hmm. Would you lose weight? Can you do keto, eat more calories, and lose weight? Well, I don't count my calories now. Fair. And but, I eat keto. Okay. To the best of my ability that I think I'm eating keto. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm... You're not using B-dubs. a keto mojo meter, right? No, no, I don't have that. You should get one. But, I mean, I have I've lost, literally have lost seven pounds in two months. Right. But you you just ate 1,200 calories in in hamburgers from In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, probably. For today alone. Yeah, I know. Right? And just one sitting. But, but my point, but the point, though, is I, it, I think I could hone down and I could probably dial in more of a, a weight loss. If I knew, even if it was 12,000 calories in or 6,000 calories in for one day, if I knew I was getting close to 6,000 calories burned, I think I would lose even more. Uh, But I don't pay that attention. I'm not that macro about it or micro about it. Right. No, I get that. But most people aren't. And that's my point is that I don't think you can focus it that way. There are certain people that you could be. Okay, you need to know how many calories you're eating. Yeah. You need to pay attention I mean, to, I used you to, to be your macros. Yeah. And then you need to exercise your macros off. But but I think you would see better results. That's all I'm getting at. I think you would see results that would make you feel better. Like faster. I feel faster. I feel better. Let's let's qualify this. I think it would be faster results, not necessarily better results. I w- I feel better myself being on keto, yeah. right? Right. I don't feel as tired. Oh, I can tell you for sure I feel better. I feel like shit this week. Yeah. Because of what I've eaten. I can I know that yeah. for a fact. So I feel better, right? Mm-hmm. But I would feel way better if that seven pounds was like fourteen in two months. Like to me personally. Yeah. Is it realistic or is it even healthy? Probably not. But mentally from the mental game I think I would feel better. And then I would be even more you know, I don't know. I, maybe you're not keeping that good of track of your weight loss where it's not motivating for you. I don't care about the weight loss specifically. I don't care about the weight. I care about the inches for sure. Yeah, but it, there's something there that obviously is not motivating you to stick to the course. 
That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's motivation that I need to stick to the course or the fact that I'm so addicted to the, to the easy carb food. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a comfort thing. And fat people or food addicted people will get this. They'll completely understand what it means to be addicted to a food. There's stories out there. There's a gentleman who talks about, um, he did a, he did the, what's some diamond Dallas page yoga. And he talks, oh, yeah. so he talks about being morbidly obese, grotesquely obese. Yeah. And he would sit in a closet eating like jars of peanut butter. I mean, so people didn't see him eat and if people didn't see you eat it, then it wasn't real. You know what I mean? Like no one saw you for him, for him You're mentally. Right. And, I, I mean, there's just a weird addictions that people will gorge themselves on certain foods. You know, I still remember I got my gallbladder out, what, six years ago now, seven years ago now. And when I got out of surgery, I wanted jelly beans. The worst. That's the most thing I ever wanted in my life was jelly beans right out of surgery. So you had your gallbladder removed? Yep. Is is it hard to be on keto eating the high fats? At times, yes. Really? Yeah. I'm probably different than most because I have a pretty strong stomach. I mean, you know, cast iron stomach. But, yeah, it is hard. I think that's why I don't lose weight as fast, too, because I can't process the fats as well. I mean, but I've been, when I checked my ketones last week before I did this trip, the camping trip, I was really high in ketones. I mean, crazy high in ketones. Yeah, I would love to see where I'm at because I haven't really, haven't wavered. Keto mojo, man. I'll get it this week. Yeah. I got to check it. I mean, I could. I have the strips. I guess I could pee on the strips. It's not as accurate. No, but at least if it's turned purple, at least I know something better than nothing. Yeah, but even when the keto mojo says I was in ketosis, the strips didn't necessarily turn. Oh, really? Yeah. The other thing I did. The other thing I did add was I I added a multivitamin. Oh yeah, you know I think I added magnesium. Did you? Mm -hmm. This one, the multivitamin I'm using is like Centrum Silver, but it's not Centrum Silver. It's a Centrum one, but it's just got everything in one tablet, one pill, right? So my I'm making expensive urine because I'm probably not using all the vitamins that I'm consuming. Yeah, but you know I did that to add. Some benefit. So now the keto bricks show up tomorrow. And if you get one flavor, the mocha madness flavor, whatever mocha flavor, whatever they have, and you get that for the month, it's only 160 some dollars. This is because it's not their favorite? No, I think it's because it's probably ordered a lot. Oh. <laughs> I would think that that's probably a top seller. I would think it's not. Oh. No. As they're trying, if they're putting it on sale to try to. Get rid of some of their surplus. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, you're going to tell me because you have all the flavors. Buddy. I have all the flavors, bud. So six flavors. So I have six days and we'll talk about it. You know, next time we come up and talk to everybody, we'll kind of see what it's like. I've I've heard some of them are really good. Some of them aren't. But uh, yeah, I'm well, curious. What's your, what's your ultimate goal? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be weight loss or like, what do you, why are you on keto? You think you're overweight. You're not. First off, I don't know. I'll tell you why you're taller than me. 
yeah i'm so to everyone knows i'm when i started this journey i was six foot tall like two well when i started my career as a nurse practitioner i was six i'm six foot 300 pounds is what i was and then i lost quickly i lost i don't know over the first six months there i lost 20 some pounds Mm. and then i lost another 10 and then covid so then you know that was back up like everyone yeah that was my excuse for everything but i didn't gain any weight i just didn't i wasn't losing any i wasn't doing anything different okay you know so then this last week like i went i hit the i hit the keto hard in july july 4th yep yeah crazy hard crazy hard so and then after that i went to one meal a day in august on august 1st i think i went one meal a day so I was doing OMAD, which is one meal a day, and I was that. Well, actually, it was kind of two meals a day. Because so here's the other thing: is the people are we're really bad at determining what a meal is. Like you hit the nail on the head when you're like, when I do a meal, I want the family to sit down. Like that's how we view a meal. Yeah, as humans, that's what the Norman Rockwell painting of a yeah. meal. That's why commercials. When they're all sitting down for Kentucky Fried Chicken, they're at home, they're at home with yeah. a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, and the kids are happy. I could have Kentucky Fried Chicken covered in fucking chocolate, and my kids would be like, "Do we have Pop Tarts?" Like they would be upset about it; they wouldn't yeah. eat it. That's right. not McDonald's. That's crap well, food. Well, like I'll make bacon, right? Who doesn't I, love bacon? My kids love bacon. My kids hate it. <laughs> they sit there and they're like, <laughs> "Dad, really bacon again?" I'm like, "Yeah, bacon's yeah. on. Have a bacon, bite. right? Try a piece. It's pretty good." Yeah, it's too fatty for me, Dad. You know, my one son. <laughs> He'll say, like, I'll make I'll make the uh, party wings, right? Okay. And uh, he'll be like, oh, Dad, the wings are just too fatty. I don't like the taste. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. what is there something you, what do you want? Well, I'll take the uh, spaghetti that's frozen in the, you know, in the box. Yeah, right. Really? There's SpaghettiOs in a can. How about um, nuke some. Uh, that's one thing we don't do here. We don't do canned foods. Anymore. No, we don't do canned foods either. It, this, this is SpaghettiOs, raviolis, and shit. We don't do we any of that. We just started the, the, the frozen spaghetti already made in a box, whatever. Uh, this would probably be. The raviolis would probably be better than the damn Oreos. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we have we have Oreos in the house, dude. Mm-hmm. But I don't eat that. I, I, I have no desire. I've never met an Oreo I didn't like. Okay. Oh, I like all Oreos. Don't get me wrong; they taste great. But uh, but there again, I can only eat so many though. See, I, I think sick. that's where the the difference is with me and you is that I will see the Oreos and not have any desire or feel pressured or whatever the feeling is that you feel that I'd be like yeah, well, yeah, I'm gonna have one. And then when you have one, I can, I get the whole I've had one now. I'm gonna have like two or three more because it was fucking tasted great. Yeah. But but here's the problem. It's not. But I can look at that all day long and say to myself, I gotta stay on my diet because it's important to me. I got. But you're not saying it's not important. No, to no, you. no, it's important to me too. I'm I'm doing it, and when I'm in the middle of it, I can walk by whatever food. I don't care. Yeah, but the minute I break it, break it. That's the problem. It's so hard to get back. And so when I'm, I try to say this, like every time I explain this to my patients, I'm like, I promise you, I'm in the same boat. I'm there with you. Yeah. I, I get it, you know? And then I feel bad for those that do it like you that are a hundred miles an hour at it and not wavering and lose seven pounds, seven pounds. Like really? Like what the hell? 
But I think, I but truly believe there's going to come a time where it's just going to be like a cliff will drop off and you'll lose 10, right? And then you'll plateau for a bit and you'll lose another five. I mean, I keep saying to myself, I feel I feel inches lost. I did do my inches last week, so I will do them this week, uh, okay. tonight. Okay. So I'll have I'll at least be able to give you measurements to kind of find measurements out. to see if um, I've lost anything. Good. Um, but you know, I, I like the struggle for me is I sit here and you know I feel like I've lost inches. Okay. Like shirts seem a little looser, but I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, I'm still that fat guy. <laughs> but I think I, I've always been that way mentally. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm now I'm six foot two seventy. Right. People look at me don't believe I'm two seventy though. Like they don't think you're bigger. They probably think you're they think lighter. I'm smaller. I think I'm like two thirty. People yeah. most people guess me about two thirty because I hide black is a slimming color, yeah. I should say. You look very slim. I'm in black shirt. It helps. Okay. Black <laughs> shirt's very slimming, I'm telling you. Um black hair, black shirt. Yeah. My mascara's done. I'm slim, I'm telling you. Looking good. Looking good. Look ready ready for Hollywood. However, so I carry it well, but that doesn't mean that there's not a problem, right? So I need to, I would like to, when I was my fittest in the last 10 years, I was 200 pounds. Okay. That's, I think that's a good weight to be at for yeah, six foot. It would be great. Six Do, but 200? I ran, so in the mornings I ran a minimum of two miles a day, every day. I did a hundred pushups a day and then I, my driveway is really long. My, Oh, that's right. You were doing, I was doing walking lunges. lunges. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking, this was daily. This was every day. Yeah. And my dad joked with me, he goes, you eat like a bird. Cause I ate like granola and yogurt and Greek yogurt. You know what I mean? And I wasn't doing keto then, but his cholesterol was high. My cholesterol <laughs> was high. I'm sure it was. It was. Yeah. My triglycerides were through the roof. <laughs> yeah. My triglycerides were, yeah. I'm sure. Well, so when I had my gallbladder taken out because I had a, so what happens? I had a gallstone occlude mm-hmm. the bile duct. Yeah. And back up bile into the pancreas and into the liver. And I kept saying I had abdominal pain and nobody would believe me. So finally, after six months of this excruciating pain of dealing with it on a daily basis, I went to a different hospital and one of the docs that I, I knew this doctor from when I used to work with you at yeah. the hospital. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? I said, I'm in freaking pain. My stomach hurts. So he finally goes, let's just do an ultrasound and see what's up. Find all these gallstones and a clue about that. They keep me for seven days. Dang. My liver enzymes were so high. They're like, um, we're not, we're not sure they're going to come back. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it's months. That's months my my light pace was like a thousand. Like it was it was off the charts high. Here's where we're at. I'm gonna eat some keto bricks because that just sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Get me off of my roller coaster of stupidity. Um, you're gonna get a keto mojo so that you can measure monitor your ketones and yep. find out whether you're actually in ketosis or not. And I'm gonna do my measurements today. You do your measurements. So I have find out kind of where you're at. Tomorrow. Right. So some data, and then we'll reconvene next week. Yeah. And. Uh, See where we're at with everybody. What do you think? I agree. All right. You guys have a great week. Enjoy and subscribe. 
You've been listening to Medically Unbiased. Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Medically Unbiased. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening. 